I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. are we today? I'm jazzed. I miss these gals. I know, me too. And also, this will be our first time with two people on at the same time. Right. When you're dealing with twins. What are you going to do? It's kind of like pants. You can't have one without the other. And the only difference between the pants and the twins, aside from the biological element, is the fact that they're in a very safe country and we're not. Right. That's true. They're in a place I would long to be right now. Do you think in a way we're like twins, but but we're just not, we just aren't related? Like, do you think there can be twins that are not actual twins? Like twin flames. Okay, sure. <laughs> but don't, twin flames, doesn't that mean a romantic thing? I've oh. never heard of twin flames. You said it. Hi! Hi! <laughs> we got one. We got one twin. You're so on time, it's funny. How on time you just were. How do you make your hair so cute? Oh my God, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. You have the longest hair I've ever seen on you. And your professional background too. It looks like you're in the office. Wait, are you guys both going to go for a long hair thing? Is this the quarantine hair that you've just embraced since March? Can you both record on your phones? As soon as Sarah said the thing about not being sure if she should have gay hair or not, I was like, record? (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking that back. I'm taking back that. I hate that stuff about gay hair and not gay hair, but I do feel like I am very gay. I feel like I give off a very gay vibe. But I have really been liking having long hair. But my partner, Stacy, I think that she prefers when I have more like sh- like androgynous or short hair. And so really all the pressure to keep my hair looking gay was really from Stacy. I have a question. I have something to say. Oh, you go first. Well, I have a question since we're talking about hair. Do you think you try to embrace the, f- 
the more feminine aspect because all three of us had landmark hairstyles in the early knots that sort of reconfigured the lesbian hairstyle. It's like we were the gay Rachels. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Wait, what was I? I've just had bad hairdos, but not like an iconic hairdo. No. <laughs> no. The three of us had like asymmetrical art pieces on our head. You have. Yeah. Well, since I'm the one left out of this, I have a question. Was it to embrace both the female and male side to have mullets? <laughs> so you didn't have to decide. You know what? I'll say this. I, I sort of had a mini mullet, but Sarah had, had moved out to Montreal and asymmetrical haircuts, you know, just like very extreme fashion was really popular in the early aughts in, in Montreal. And we had just finished making this record so jealous. And Sarah and her partner, Emmy, who's been our creative director since 2003, they sort of sat me down when I got to Montreal and told me that I needed to get a haircut. I actually had the hair I have right now and they said, we, we need to get you like a cool haircut. And I was like, okay. And we all got on our bikes and we rode through the streets of Montreal. There's no better way to see Montreal than on a bike. And they took me to this hair salon where this woman, uh, Claudia, who they had talked about a lot. They, and, and Sarah and Emmy had really cool hair and all their friends had really cool hair. And they put me in the chair and Claudia was like, okay, so we're going to cut your hair like Sarah's. And I was like, okay. And then she just started cutting and I walked out of the salon. I had baby bangs and I had like no hair on the side. And then it was really yep. long. And I just remember getting on my bike and it was like my eyes were twice as big as they had been before. It was just, I was like, like I had like been revealed to the world. You were like a fly. Yeah, then we just, we had mullets. <laughs> so there was no conversation about, is it gay? Is it straight? Is it cool? Is it not male or, or female side? I think it was just Sarah and Emmy thought I was not cool. And so they were like, we're going to get her a really cool haircut. And looking back, do you think that they were correct in what they did to you? Yeah, because as Kate, you were just saying, this is right around the time we, we all met, uh, the four of us, but we were all, yeah. you know, potentially, depending on how you look at your careers, we were sort of like peak, we were like peak our careers in a way. Like we were sort Take of easy. I'm still going up, Jesus. Tegan. I'm still going up. Wow. I don't know about, don't know about you. <laughs> but you know, we made the beginning of the ascent to the peak, I just mean. And we were entering a phase of our lives and our careers where we were highly influential. And so of course we needed great hair. But then we got trapped in our hair, maybe. The hair trap. It's the fucking hair trap. It's really hard to break out of. Do you feel trapped? Well, talk about that. What do you mean, mm -hmm. you guys? I have no idea what this means. It's a hair trap. You get known for this hair, and God forbid you want to change it, or you want it to grow out, or you want it to go natural, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know. There's always judgment on a, on a certain level. I think you're doing it to yourself. Maybe. I mean, I've heard a lot of people tell you, Kate, to your face, and I've told you, like, do something different. Change it. Switch it up. I have. Cut it off. I don't like the short. <laughs> I don't like short But hair. are you allowed? Because, like... But you guys, as actors, don't you have to, like, when you're playing reoccurring characters, don't you have to, like, do you have to get permission? Like, can you show up to the next season of The L Word and have shaved heads? Like, can you? I think you could. Well, here's the problem with my hair, was that on, on The L Word, they were so lax with us. There were moments where I would get bored, and so I'd just say, I want to do this. And it was some random idea in the middle of, like, filming episode six. And the hair guy was like, right. okay, let's try it. And so we'd try it. And I've always said my hairstyle back then, just a, an amalgamation of all these other like random hairstyles that I just wanted to try. Right. And it all grew out funny. But when I met you two at 5 a.m. on that day that you guys shot that episode, I met you and I was like, oh, thank God I'm not the only one with this yeah. kind of hair. <laughs> my people. I felt I didn't feel alone. I felt good. I was like, okay, cool. I'm not the only one. 
my people. <laughs> it's how we spotted each other. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but that's that actually brings up another point that I think, like for me anyways, and this is sort of going back to the idea of like having longer hair or a more neutral haircut. Neutral is a good word. I think that when my hair, by the way, this is kind of a mullet. Like it's, it doesn't look like it, but it is cut. Clearly you don't know what a mullet is. Clearly you do not understand. Well, it's cut short. I don't see a, I don't see mullet, no. Sarah. <laughs> I just mean it's like shorter on the sides and longer in the back is all I'm saying. But I think what you guys just said to each other about like recognizing each other because of your haircuts, I think that over the last couple of years, I've had my hair longer than normal, but I think it's also sort of part of a, a sort of season, if you will, that I'm going through where I want to be less visible. I want to be less visible, not just as a queer person, but just like as an alive person. And I think like, I just want, I just wanted to blend in a little more. And there's something about being queer. And when you get that extreme haircut and I love the extreme haircut, like I love to have like super short hair. I like the feeling of it. I like the feeling of someone else touching my head when they, when my hair is really short. Like when Stacy touches my hair right now, I'm like, don't just stop touching it. It's like tangled. Like don't, you know, but like when your hair is short, it sort of like invites intimacy. And now I feel like I don't need to do therapy this month because I've talked about Well, that's a different podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I can tell you that I identify with this long hair thing because I had really long sort of hippie straight hair for years, not too long ago before we shot the show again. And I miss it so much because I love hiding behind it. Mm-hmm. I love that it's no big yeah. deal. It just kind of like hangs on your head and you just feel girly and pretty all the time. And I feel like other right. than that, I have to like style it and try to look like a thing and it's doing a thing and it exhausts me. Well, then why did you cut it? Why did you cut it? Because yeah. I didn't I didn't think it was very like TV. And then we know what I did, which was a giant mistake and we don't need to go into it. But I tried to warn you. I tried to warn you. I know. What did you do? I bleached it like white blonde and then it started like breaking off and falling out and it was a nightmare. Oh, and that's yeah. why I've had to yeah. I had to cut it short and grow it out again. Your hair is like the one thing that's grateful for quarantine because you couldn't get a haircut. So it had to grow back and be healthy. <laughs> right. Without you fucking with it. Right. This is an important thing, too. And I also think like. When, you're, when your hairstylist can't see you, like right now in quarantine, most of us can't see our hairstylist, so we're not also peer pressured by them. And this is like not to throw shade on the hairstylists in the world. They're very important people. But I often get a sort of peer pressure from my hairstylist because she always says really flattering things. Like she's always like, you have a really nice jawline. jawline. And so she's always like, why do you want to hide? You look old. You look older. Than you. <laughs> wow. But she's wow. French, you know, so she just has a very abrupt translation. Is it the same woman? Have you stuck with the original? It's the same woman. Claudia. Are you fucking kidding me? Claudia. Hey, listen, so. when you find the right one, don't leave her, you know? Hell yeah. How many years are we talking? I started having my hair cut by Claudia in 2003. And I still, by the way, other people cut my hair, but I still do see Claudia and I'm friends with Claudia. So whenever I'm in Montreal, I get my hair cut. As I've grown my hair out, she is one of the most vocal. She'll tell my other friends to tell me that my hair is looking too big. <laughs> and, like, she, she, and guys, she does that. And you don't even have to be her friend or be close. Because we were just in Montreal right before the pandemic happened. And I got my hair cut by Claudia. And I sat down in the chair and I said, ah, I'm just feeling so bored. I kind of want to like maybe go back to having like a bit of a mullet. And I showed her some reference photos. And I was talking and she's looking at me. She's like nodding very dramatically or whatever. And she's like, okay, okay, let me go. <laughs> And then she just starts like to like cut frantically in the hair and like she just 
like removed so much of my hair because Sarah and I both have like thick, thick, thick hair, like so much hair. And when I was done, she looked at me and I was like, oh my God, it looks so good. And she's like, yeah. She said, your hair was so thick, so much hair. Like as if I was like a disgusting <laughs> creature that had like crawled, like I was like, <sighs> like in there. And she was like, too thick, too thick. She really hates our thick hair. I love her. I just want to say, I never thought of your hairstyles or my hairstyles as mullets. I look back and I just see them as modern art pieces. <laughs> yes. Totally. Yes. That's how I always saw it. We won a hair award. Yeah. You could have little Legos. Yeah. That, you know where you snap the hair on yeah. the Lego? We could. That'd be great. That'd be really cute, you guys. I wonder if that has to do with the fact that also it gets to a point where you're like, I don't really give a shit anymore. There's also that. Let's face it. It's mm-hmm. high maintenance. It's a lot. People don't understand how much, there's so much maintenance when you have, especially a short haircut, but then if you have an asymmetrical short haircut. Let's talk about that. How do you decide if you're going to go long in front, short in back, or long on the left, short on the right, or long on the right, short on the left? Don't you, don't you like one side of your face more than the other? I've never picked a side. What? I don't know. Really? No. What? Oh my, God. oh, my God. I haven't. Honest to God, I don't know. You need to figure that out ASAP. Everyone has a favorite side. Everyone does. This might, be my pro- this might have been the problem the whole time. You know what, Leash? You could ask Angel, our makeup artist, what side is your strongest side. She'll know. They know. They know. It's true. They know. They know because everyone has it. But that's how you decide. Really? That's how you decide. Like my this side of my face is stronger, and and Sarah, her, this side of her face is stronger, and so that's why our hair was cut the way that it was. Wait a minute. Have you ever cut your faces in half on a on a picture and seeing if you make the same face? Yeah. I mean, you're describing... Well, they do. You're describing and 20 years of... You're saying you each have a strong side. Would you take your stronger sides and put them together to make one face, or would they be the same side? They don't look identical. It's really weird. If the left side of my face is... If it's sort of put into a f- photo with Tegan's right side, we look so startlingly what? different. And, and also weird. And weird and just... Like a weird sibling? Like... Like the third sibling that you're like, oof. Yeah, yeah, re- yeah, yeah. It could be related. But weirdly disfiguring. Like, like we look... It. Like, <laughs> like, like, like we, look, we look pretty normal. And then when you cut us in half and stitch us back together, we look disfigured. It's, it's odd. It's not great. It's not great. Holy... Kate, we should try that. Okay. Sure. I mean, we got all the time in the world. I think first, though, prioritize figuring out which side of your face is strongest. Okay. I mean, I know mine because Angel told me. Leisha doesn't know. Well, I'm gonna start there. Which side of your face? What's yours? I think it's this. Uh, I think the it's the side. The fact that you can't recall it. I know mine. I think it's this side. That would be your left. <laughs> I like she's. She's gotta touch it first. Someone with a camera comes near me, and I just immediately I'm like, "Hello." <laughs> Like, I just know. <laughs> so if we look at your album covers, are you guys literally putting the good side out? Yes. Yes. Holy shit. And you're smart for doing it. We know all the tricks. We know our strengths and we know our weaknesses. You two do know all the tricks. I've always been impressed by it. You two are so on top of it at all times. Your brains work in a level yeah. that I wish mine worked at. You really do. That's so true, Kate. They do. You know all the tricks. Down to the finite knowing of what side you're going to be shot on for your album cover. <laughs> I, I think one thing we've always talked about when it comes to our career is like, we know our limitations. Like we're not, our heads aren't in the clouds. Like I know the limitations of my voice, of my face, of Sarah's voice, of her face, like of our personalities, our talent and ability. Like I feel like I just got that out of the way really early on and now I just like work with the strengths. When did you figure that out? Don't you have to go through life to well, figure it out? Well, I'm constantly evolving and g- gathering more info, but like I just, I, I'm not sure shocked when I see a photo now you know like I'm not the person that goes into the hair salon 
and brings in a photo of somebody that doesn't look like myself uh, with hair that isn't like mine and says, like, can you make me look like this? I don't listen right. to Billie Eilish and think, next time when we make a record, I might have that sort of layer, layered, nuanced character, beautiful, like, unique. Like, I am who I am, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it happen anyway. I'm going to work with my you know, strengths and weaknesses. Do you think that has to do with the fact, I think you guys are open about your age, that you're turning 40? Yeah, you're turning 40. Yeah. <laughs> What's the plan and how do you feel? That's huge. Are we going to have a huge party? Are we all going to get together and hug? Totally. It's going to be a, it's a mix of like a concert and a rave. And Can't wait. <laughs> can we all take ecstasy and like, you know, break boundaries just so we get, you know, just so we can get even closer because totally. this is the perfect time for health. Let's do drugs. Let's do drugs. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring back drugs. Beautiful. But yeah, seriously though, don't you think that has something to do with turning 40 though? Is just like you get to the point where you're like, I think I know what I'm made of. Not like you can't get better at it, but you accept who yeah. you are. I mean, we definitely are always sort of pushing against whatever, like I say limitations or deficits. I don't think of these things as being bad. I mean, some of this is just genetic. Like I don't, it doesn't matter how much I want to change my body. Like there's a limit to how much I can change. You know, Tegan and I have been singing for 25 years and we're so, we're so much better than when we started, but we're never going to be like Adele. There's a sort of expectation for for oneself that if you accept that about yourself, you can still be trying to better yourself, but you also don't like set yourself up to be disappointed or to feel bad as much. And I think like as we approach 40, like I definitely feel that way about myself more and more. But I, I think we always had that. Tegan and I just, when we wrote our memoir about high school, one of the things that I was so touched by, specifically Tegan was this way, but she's always in all of the VHS recordings of, our, of us in high school, she's always giving pep talks, like as if she's already a life coach at like 16 years old. Tegan gives a good pep talk. It's my thing. It's true. I've gotten some. Good advice. It's my thing. Like I imagine that in the womb, <laughs> like I was like pensive and like, I can't believe I'm in here with you. And then she was like, look. I know you didn't think that you were going to come into this world with another person. And sure, we have to share nutrients for, you know, what ended up being only like seven and a half months. But still, like, you know, she was already saying to me, like, let's look on the upside of this. Let's try to be civil. Yeah. Let's be roommates. And then we'll see what happens when we get out of here. Like, I feel like Tegan was giving that pep talk at conception. What a great person to have in your life. Yeah, seriously. We, co- we called her for advice last week sure. and we ended yeah. up getting like a spreadsheet. With all the answers. <laughs> I've gotten pep talks from Tegan over the years. They're fabulous. It's yeah. like it's it's like an elixir shot. Thanks, you guys. It is. Yeah, it's good. I think as we hit 40, I also, and I think I know what you're getting at, Kate. It's like you just get to a certain age and you kind of, it is a cliche, but you just kind of give less fucks. I think we were there actually closer to 30. I think that happened for us because when we were in our thirties, we started to get a Mm -hmm. lot of questions about, well, are you going to start to take some time off the road and get married and have kids? And I think it was then that Sarah and I had to sort of shore up resources internally to sort of face that down and say, we're not going to be limited by our gender here. Because I think in the music business, there is a ceiling on not if you can continue to have a career, but the certain kind of career you want to have for women, it seems like to just stop at 30. You know, everyone, on radio is like 21 years old and everyone on magazines is like 25 and I think for us we just at that point had to start to be like age doesn't really matter go ahead and mention our age talk about our age ask us questions about if we're going to have kids or we're going to slow down but 
I think our energy speaks for itself and I think our, our artistic output speaks for itself. And so we just are going to defy that. And I think that's ultimately our career is we've just defied everything that's been set in front of us as what is, what is acceptable and what is available to us. And we have defied that. We've just always been like, oh, that's a cute list, pass. And just created our own list. And so when now as we hit, hit 40, it feels the same. I appreciate all of the wisdom and sophistication and character that comes with being older but i think that we are still learning and naive and excitable and and spirited and we'll just keep doing things regardless of age but around the pep talks i think that that is something that i didn't learn with age it, i will agree it was always in me which is like i think we all have the ability to reframe everything that's given to us and i have always been like that and i know it's annoying you know, like my partner, Sophia, who you guys know very well. In fact, like potentially you might even know her better than I know her, even though we've been together for five we've years. We've technically known her longer. We can say that. <laughs> yes, you have. You've known her longer. It's true. It's weird. I've known you longer, but you've known her longer. Yep. And you all know each other better than I know any of you, like including my own partner. Yeah. And I think I held on to some resentment for a while that you didn't introduce me to her, that you hadn't, that you'd held out and you kept her from me. We didn't know. Yeah. And we weren't there the night you met. We weren't around. Which is so wild. Sophia is a cat. Sophia is a cat. She has that personality where it's like, you you got to earn it. Well, let's face it. Sophia is, you know, <laughs> it's not like you can really dole her out to people. No, 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 it's, no. She's special. And so are you. And it just... She's got to sniff you out. Exactly. Yeah. It's up to her to find you. We, we can't have anything to do with that. <laughs> yeah. 100%. And... I, like, promised her we wouldn't really talk about her. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Well, fuck it. Let's just move on and talk about her then, just to really drive her. I don't even remember what the fuck I was saying. Oh, pep talks and reframing things. Whatever. I don't know. I've just, like, always been like this. This is just always the way that I've been. I just, I like being this way. You give a good pep talk, Tegan. You just say thank you. Thank you. Swear. This is not an insult. One of the ways that I sometimes describe me and Tegan, if I meet someone new or a stranger on an airplane or whatever, and they'll ask me, you know, how Tegan and I are different. And I always say... I connect and sort of am drawn to people who can teach me things. And Tegan is drawn to people who she can teach. Perfect. <laughs> and she, no. that she enjoys, that she enjoys relationships where she can bestow like this knowledge. And she likes to create this community of empowered people around her. Whereas I tend to sort of like gravitate toward the people who, you know, have wisdom, but I also sort of have to climb a mountain to get the wisdom. Like, they're usually, like, get off my mountain. You like mean people. Well, I don't... You like mean, difficult, impossible to crack people. I don't think all of them... And I tend to be attracted to people who are warm. I don't think no. all of them fall into the category of mean. I think that sometimes I, I like a challenge, if that's what you're saying. That's, an, that's another way to say it. Are you talking about partners, like the people you pick to be with? Or friends, also? All of the above. Like I'm in, even the art and the things that I consume or that I enjoy or what I read, like I just, I like a little bit of a challenge. It's, I don't very often like indulge in things that are, that are easy. I don't know. Are you guys like, do you feel like you're, you're flexible around those things or do you feel like you fit into like a sort of category in that way? Oh, I've, uh, my whole life I was drawn to people who I thought would like teach me and show me the way or I, the mysterious people. I was like, Ooh, what's up with them? And I gotta go find out. And then all of it's bullshit. And that's what I finally figured out at 40-something. <laughs> yeah. And now I love nice people. Yeah. Now I'm really into nice people. Yeah. I used to love a challenge, and I used to think if I could win over the, the people that are challenging, well, then that, that says something about me. And then I was like, what a waste of fucking time that is. <laughs> and now I just like stability. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like 
honesty and I like consistency. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that to me is so much more attractive yeah. than any of like the crazy batshit stuff that like seems really enticing mm-hmm. and sexy. It's really not, yeah. at least not for me at all. At all. It's not. I feel like I need to give this one addendum to this is that when I say that I like to be taught and like I like difficult people, I didn't mean that they were all monsters. I'm, there's definitely people I've been drawn to that have ended up being not for me or Kamala Harris is a, a great example of someone I would be drawn to and attracted to. Great example. Because she has this. Oh, she, God, yes. She's a bit withholding. She's tough. Where I have seen my evolution as an adult is that I used to be attracted to people who were difficult, inconsistent, sometimes mean, insecure. Like like you said, Leisha, like there's like something where you like sort of like get through the mystery and you realize it was all fake, you know, whatever. I'm not attracted to those kinds of people anymore. And I want to just say because what I am attracted to are like the th- parts of those people that I was attracted to. Kamala, you're attracted I'm attracted to, to people who are like... Aren't we all attracted to Kamala? Bossed up. Like I like a bossed up, complicated energy. And that doesn't have to come with someone who's unkind. Like my partner, Stacy, I don't think of her as being unkind. She's a bit aloof. I call her slow burn Stacy because people will be like, is Stacy, does she hate me? And I'll be like, she is observing you from a distance and she will get back to me in a few years about whether she likes you or not. It will be, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I like a person like that. Listen, aren't we all in love with Kamala? Isn't sure. Kamala like... I mean, I've loved Kamala for years. I agree with sure. you, Sarah. Like, to be yes. someone like Kamala doesn't mean you have to be so dark, yeah. negative, and complicated, and toxic. We're all talking through our pain. We are. <laughs> I, I can see that we're all talking through our pain. And for some of us, there's been a lot of pain associated with these things. But there can also be reward. Like, I've been with Stacy for 10, 10 years. 10 years? And I still am not sure if she really likes me. Are you still waiting <laughs> for the answer? <laughs> like, Is that why you're sticking in? Yeah, yes. Sometimes I'm like, you know? <sighs> like, I don't know. I'll say this about Stacey. I really appreciate her. I, right before I met Sophia, actually, I was in a relationship with someone. You know, I would go to Stacey sometimes and Sarah, but I would be like, oh man, like I just, just butt heads with this woman. And Stacey was the one that really helped me see, like she was like, she's a bitch. She's a, she's a bitch and I'm a bitch. And I can see that she's a bitch and you just, you know, and she kind of like helped me understand. Well, I, I think that what you're getting at, Sarah, is, is that sometimes the root of the, the, the difficulty, the mystery, the, you know, standoffishness from the past has been rooted in insecurity and you can, you don't have to be that person. Stacy's not an insecure person. She's strong. She's, she's discerning. She's particular. She's, you know, she doesn't give it all up. And it is, there's something very enticing about that. You know, like I, I, I always say Sarah's a cat and I'm a dog. Mm. I will run up and sniff you. I want you to like me and I will try to lick your balls like that's ultimately who I am and while I'm doing that Sarah's going to be skulking on the outside like brushing up against the books you know kind of looking over and making you work for it and and we compliment each other and I I think we all are a dog or cat no yeah I think I'm a cat I'm just I can't get over I can't get over some of the visuals I'm still stuck in that moment like from a minute ago (laughs) that's such a great analogy though that's perfect (laughs) wait so wait wait based on what I know of you two I feel like I know you pretty well. You know us. Like Kate, you're def you're you're definitely a cat. Yeah. Like you're a cat. But you have a lot of once people once you get to know people that you're a dog. Like you're I'm the cat that will eventually play fetch. You know those cats that are like dogs? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You're a very special cat. And you're like, Oh, I love those cats, they're very endearing because they'll like chase things and they'll follow you. I'm that kind of cat. Like eventually you could walk me outside yes. on a leash. Yeah. Once I trust you, we can we can go that deep. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Leisha, you're harder because I think you present as a dog. 
you're like gregarious and sweet and really generous and outgoing, but I think actually you're a cat. Totally. You nailed it in like less than five yeah, seconds. I know you. I'm really an introvert. <laughs> I would have always sort of just seen you as a dog, but it was when I started dating Sophia and I would stay on your property a lot because Sophia lived there and I would get up in the morning. Sophia had gone to work and it was just you and I on the property and I would have to work up the courage to leave Sophia's house. Why? Well, it's not for any reason. It's because I also present as a dog and I think I am mostly dog, but I'm also a cat. And I used to joke that if I could have like a secret entrance and exit, because I did like, I, part of it is I didn't want to put you out. I didn't want you to like see me in the backyard and be like, oh shit, I gotta go out and talk to T again because she's at our house again. And so I would sometimes be like, you know, looking out the windows and being like, okay, I think I think Alicia's not here. And then, and then I would come out and, and you would pop out in your gardening outfit and be like, hi, what are you doing? You know, like whatever. And I would sometimes feel guilty because we'd have these wonderful conversations, but I would often think like, I wonder if she feels totally put out that I'm on the property. That was when I learned that you're a cat because you were also seemed really comfortable being like, hi, and then just going about your way. And we got to like a place where I didn't feel like I was putting you out. But my favorite thing that ever happened, one morning I came out and I was getting ready to leave and you were like, where are you going? And I was like, I got to go home and, and yeah. get stuff and whatever. And you said, take my truck. And I was like, that is incredibly generous and sweet of you. I can't, I can't. And you were like, no, seriously, just take it. And then you don't have to. And I was like, I don't All have right. a driver's license, so I can't. And you were like, oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. You, I think you might have still said, like, take it's it anyway. fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't give a shit. Just take it anyway. <laughs> Fuck it. Just go anyway. How could you guys not have a driver's license? Why do you not have those? I don't know. I just have a curious. Like, wouldn't it make your life just easier? You don't need to use it. It's yes. just to have. No. Uh, okay, yes. If I could just have one, yes. I, can, I can't deny that there are times in my life where I think it would be helpful. I only really started to think about it when I moved to Los Angeles like five yeah. years ago because up until that point, for at least for myself, after high school, Tegan and I were touring so much and we were traveling so much that A, I wouldn't have been able to afford a car. You know, we just, we were traveling all the time. I was never home. And then I eventually lived in Montreal and New York for like 13 years. And who has a car in those cities? No, I mean just to have, no, not that you have to go drive, use it and drive, but don't you just want one in your wallet? No, you just, and then you, then you renew it every... But also, I don't know, I could like be a lifeguard. Oh. I don't know, or like know how to do CPR. There's so many things that I think all the time. I wish I knew how to do that. Like I, do, I wish I had my driver's license, but then I also just sort of like find workarounds and ways to not think I need it. Um, I want to learn CPR. Should we all take an online class? <laughs> Yeah, I would. I do, mean, I, we should. Know. I love having skills. Yeah. yeah, we should know. It was a huge mistake not to do it in high school. It was a huge mistake not to do it when we were younger, and now we yeah. both constantly talk about doing it. And I actually feel like we both just said this to each other a couple weeks ago that we are both going to try to get our driver's license during the pandemic. You can still do it. There's still time. I mean, it's not like once you hit forty, you're not allowed. <laughs> That's not till you're like 80. They don't let you drive. I hope I don't die trying to get my driver's license because this video will feel very ominous. (laughs) I've always admired and been so curious how people live in LA and they just refuse to drive and they either use cabs or Ubers. And I find it fascinating because it seems exhausting. And you saved a lot of money. I saved a lot of money and I drank a lot when I lived in LA. I I feel like the last time I saw you, you were really drunk in my kitchen. You had like a trench coat on so it must have been cold. so, so shit face who sarah yeah. it was thanksgiving yeah oh thanksgiving there you, you know, go your, na- your, your country's favorite holiday i was over there at your house and i was completely wasted and i remember it so clearly because when i got home to my house yes. 
I slept for a while in the front entryway, like inside the house. What? But I remember I just was like, gonna lay down, just gonna lay down. And I, when I woke up, I was like, I was very, very drunk last night. But <laughs> all joking aside, I really, I really enjoyed my time in LA. I was there four years and I only took Uber and Lyft and found it totally fine. And like, didn't think much about it. You came at the good time because I lived there 11 years. And for seven of those, there was no Uber. Cabs were a nightmare and it was actually really hard. But, you know, luckily Lindsay, who I was with at the time, would drive me around and my friends were would come to me. I did take the bus a lot because I like lived in Echo Park and I would take the bus, which... Even more impressive. You took the bus in LA. <laughs> I did. I did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You, are you two never coming back here? You sound, the way you, you're talking, it's like... Why would the days gone well, by? Well, it's difficult right now to assess how hospitable America is. Maybe not this minute. <laughs> Maybe not this minute. Okay, not this minute. But I mean, in all honesty, why would you want to? Seriously. You're not missing anything. We're yeah. going to need to at some point to come work. And Sophia and I have been been talking about it because obviously she misses all of you guys so much and she's like you know she moved up here with me but the whole plan was like but you'll be going back all the time so you'll see your friends and it won't be isolating and then the pandemic happened and she's like alone but also we cannot we've been trying to get a dog and we cannot get a dog and I feel like we're gonna have to come to LA to get a dog. Why can't you get a dog? What do you mean you can't get a dog? What does that even mean? Poor Sarah she has to hear about this all the time but we've been trying to get a rescue dog for the entire pandemic we've been trying since March. And we cannot get a dog. Are, are there none available in Canada? <laughs> Sarah just turned her screen off. She's like, peace. Enjoy the rest of the interview. <laughs> no, it's... Tegan, the woman, Lisa, who runs Frankie, Frankie and Lola Rescue, I was with... They liked one of the dogs. I was with Sofu when she discovered this dog. Yeah. And she was in love with this pup. Well, what happened to that dog? It got adopted. Well, cause... No, there was another one. Prince. Prince, yeah. Prince, I think, is still in Costa Rica. He's still in Costa Rica, and with the border closing, it just kind of it made, for, for many uh, months, it just kind of dried up the whole rescue dog train that happens with dogs coming in. And, you know, there's a dog the other day that we were reading, very cute dog, and it was like, everything about her was kind of perfect, and then it was like, hates older women, hates children, shouldn't, like, you know, it was just like the list, and it was like, okay, well... 
we want my mom to be able to see the dog. So, okay, so that dog's out. Oh, I thought you were talking about you. Well, yeah, okay. me too. Yeah, obviously. Trust me, Sophia <laughs> made that joke. She made that joke. But Sophia's applied. She guesses that she's probably applied for 50 dogs. What? We haven't even gotten a response. So a friend of the family said, like, dogs are like the new toilet paper up here. It's like people are so frantic to get dogs because they have nothing else better to do. And so all the dogs just like, get snapped up. We cannot get a dog. Wow. Oh, my God. This is the craziest story. I've never heard that before. Listen, if I knew Moe's habits, her bad habits I would probably probably be scared to bring her into into the house because we discovered a lot of Mo's less than charming habits but you can't let that you know dissuade you from certain ones like dogs you can rehabilitate you can train they're adaptable creatures to be clear we're applying for everything (laughs) Sophia got me laughing so hard the other day she's like Tegan I'm applying I'm not even telling you I'm just applying for dogs you wouldn't even like because just because at this point it's clear we're never getting a dog so now it's just like she's like it's comical I'm just all like sure we'll take oh those seven German shepherds are all bonded and we need to take all seven (laughs) sure she's like puts in an application and it's like silence crickets ate the face off their last owner yes yeah Sophia's like yes sometime around this time last year last summer I met the dog that yeah. Sophia you guys sent me videos. fell in love with that she really mm-hmm. wanted you to meet. And oh my God, was this yeah. dog precious and shy and very timid and sweet. If I could go back in a time machine, it wouldn't be to be a teenager to get my driver's license. It you know, wouldn't be to like not get a mullet. It would go back to last summer when Sophia wanted that get dog. Get the goddamn dog. And get her the goddamn dog. Because and that dog bonded to her. Now it's all we talk about. That dog totally bonded to her. It was a very, very shy dog. It wasn't connecting to anyone except oh Sophia. Sarah just over there with her two cats that stand up. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. And she's like, The what? Scottish fold cat. Why do they stand up? What is that? Like part of their genetic... Yeah, they just have They're like awesome a, cats. They That's just do, they their do their thing, yeah. Don't they the cats with like the big personality? Does it scare you? They, they don't scare me. There is something... <laughs> otherworldly about them the way they'll sit like sometimes we come home and they're both sitting on the couch on their butts like can't help but assign this mysterious other life that they have when we're gone a sort of intelligence like something behind the eyes where it can be a little unnerving at nighttime or like when I lived in Los Angeles and I still smoked pot she came from a breeder that was Russian and her her adoption name was Daphne so when I'm sometimes stoned and I'm looking at her I imagine her thoughts as like she has like a thick Russian accent and she's like, you know, like, it's been good living here, you know, with you or whatever. Like, I appreciate, like, I kind of have this whole identity for her in my mind. What is she wearing in like that a fur coat. scenario? Oh, just her, just her fur. Just, you know, just normal. No hats, no hats or anything? No, I would never, only dog people. Dress up their animals. Yeah, cat, my cat is a noble, noble creature. I would never put it in clothing. It's a shame. It's a shame. <laughs> Do you remember Floyd? You both remember Floyd, right? Of course, yeah. Okay, well, I lost Floyd last summer, um, but little Floyd, he he had epilepsy. Oh. To calm him down, We I used to sing to him. And in Vancouver, Alicia was with me, so we would sing him one of your songs, oh and it God. would lull him to sleep. Oh, yeah. What did you sing to him? That's How right. How did I not know this story? Should we sing it, Leash? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, ready? Okay, ready? One, two, <laughs> okay. three. <clears throat> What, what would bring, bring me home? home? What would what make, make me stay, stay, stay? stay. What? what? Oh. oh, wait. I, I don't, don't know. know. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> 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 he 
he loved wow. it. Oh, that's, that's so good. sweet. <laughs> that's right. I forgot all about that. That's so yeah, good. little Floyd really liked Tegan and Sarah. I love that. He really did. That's going to hit the internet and fan fiction writers are going to go nuts <laughs> writing that story. <laughs> I don't know. You also still have, you still have a cat too, right, Kate? I still have Charlie. Yes, who's also the queen of the house. Do Mo and Charlie get along? As Anna would say, and I said this before, Mo treats Charlie the way we would react to Beyonce if she came into our house. <laughs> Mo's like a super fan. So she wow. tolerates, and that's probably the best. But there's no cuddling. No. Is it necessary for, like, there's something about my cats don't like each other. They tolerate each other. I find it wonderful that they are so discerning yeah. with one another. And it makes their love yeah. for us feel so unique because they have chosen. I love one thing, but I do not love the other. Whereas if they just indiscriminately loved everything in the pack, <laughs> I would just be like, what are these idiots doing? You know, like I... I hear you. I just get, I get very protective of yeah. Charlie because Mo is, she's such a super fan. I think it stresses Charlie out at times. And I don't like seeing Charlie <laughs> upset. Sure. Hey Sarah, yeah. what's up with the garden? You're growing a garden, right? Yeah, my garden is fine. It's good. Uh, wait, was that Siri? <laughs> Sorry, it was. A bitch is always interrupting. <laughs> Fucking Siri. I don't really have anything to say about my garden because it's just growing. Living wow. and growing. And actually, I've started, this is very my personality, but I've already started to grieve that the seasons are changing. I'm beginning to prepare myself emotionally for the death of the garden and how we will enter winter again. Wow. Oh, no. Have you had any of the food that you grew? Did you eat any of it? We do not grow food. Oh, you don't grow food. We do not grow food because there's two reasons I'm not interested in growing food in our garden. Copy One that. One is, is bears. <laughs> what? Bears. What? We have black bears Whoa. in my neighborhood. And oh, so, bears. Canadian bears. Are you in this city? It's like alone. Yeah. I mean, I'm in North Vancouver, so I'm like over the Lionsgate Bridge, but we're like on the side of the mountain. Oh, you're there. I live in like what looks to be like a pretty suburban you know, Pacific Northwesty neighborhood, but Bears. I live near mountains. I live near creeks. I live near forested areas, but my backyard is not a place where I expected to see a black bear. Certainly not a month ago at 9.20 PM during our movie night in the backyard with all of our family. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. Including Sophia. Including what? Sophia. And we were all sitting in the backyard enjoying Italian food. Oh my God. I spent most of the day hanging up a huge screen in the backyard and setting up socially distant areas for every person in the family. We, we ordered popcorn from the movie theater. It had just been delivered. We were just refreshing our drinks. The sun had come down enough. What movie? Stand By Me. It was awesome. Oh, this sounds brilliant. like a dreamy night. It was a gorgeous night. Enter the bear. <laughs> Tegan had gone to the bathroom, and we were just preparing ourselves to watch the film, and there was some rustling in the laurels, and I thought it was my neighbor. Does your it... neighbor usually wrestle in the bushes? Because <laughs> I could see that it was a, a tall, like someone tall. I thought, oh, it's my neighbor, and maybe he's coming over to say, like, keep it down, or I don't know. I've never interacted with my neighbor. Give me some popcorn. So I walked toward the laurels, and then, like, the laurel bushes just, like, opened up, and it was a, a bear's face, right? It was a bear's face. You've got to fucking be kidding And then the bear's me. paws came out and then he, he just kind of walked out. Oh my God. And I just was like, it's a bear, it's a bear, it's a bear, it's a bear. And we just scout, everybody just ran. Can I get a height on that? Was it on its two legs? I need a visual here. Was yes. it? Okay. And was it eye to eye with no, you? No, no, no. Taller? Oh yeah. Taller than me. Like I would put it at maybe eight feet tall. I'll send you guys the video. 
There's a video? There's a video. Because at this point, everybody scatters. I've gone into the house to go to the bathroom. I did, hadn't gone to the bathroom. I went into the house, went upstairs, and everyone was already on the deck. Oh, my God. And I was like, why is everybody... Like, we were just about to start the movie. I just run in to go pee, and everyone was on the deck, and I saw Sophia outside the glass, and she was like, I have, like, an elevated deck that was up above the yard. So we were on the deck. You know, like, silently, like, barking orders, and I opened up the door... And the cats came fucking flying inside. And Sophia was like, there's a bear. <laughs> and I was like, what? There's not a bear. And she's like, I was so scared. I was like, where are you? And I went out onto the deck and there's a goddamn fucking black bear <laughs> mauling Sarah's bird feeder like four feet from, from where my mom and her partner had been sitting like, like one minute before that. Was it making noises, like angry noises? No, it was like eating noises. It was like... <sighs> no, it was eating. Was it just quiet? <laughs> Alicia, you're imagining him like growling and like being a bear, but he was just he eating. He was hungry. No, he was just eating. Wow. He was okay. like, go about your business. Well, you guys say it like it's a casual... Like, Leash, he was eating. Come on. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On Alaskan bush people, they get a bears breaking into their house all the time and they're destructive. They can be really destructive after he sort of like finished with the with the bird feeder. He sauntered over to my neighbor's organics bin and like tore the crap out of the bin and like ate the food. But I mean, he was looking for food. He wasn't like looking to like mass murder a family in the backyard. Like he was looking for, you know, rotting garbage. <laughs> totally. and was, I wonder if your neighbor thought, is that Sarah? Yeah, probably. No, they knew because we were all on the balcony and Stacy, Sarah's partner, was yelling the neighbor's names to say like, there's a bear. I heard the neighbor, she's a really quiet woman. She's got this like accent that I can't quite place. But I heard her come out into the yard and then go, oh, it's a bear. <laughs> what we discovered is that it is extremely uncommon for the bears to wander up to this neighborhood. They think it has something to do with, <laughs> not to bring it back to dogs, but a lot of the off-leash dogs that are people are walking and hiking and enjoying the outdoors, especially during the pandemic. A, the bears are coming in more contact and they're getting less afraid of people. And then the dogs are also- They're shitting everywhere. Like sort of disrupting the space and it's forcing the bears kind of out of the where the creek is. Partly just another pandemic adjacent related thing where seeing animals doing things that they're not normally um, doing in this neighborhood. I have not seen any more bears though. Oh my God, Tegan, you you guys should get a bear. Oh, yeah. yeah. We could get a rescue bear. Right. Since there's so many dogs. <laughs> Comfortable with humans. They're taken. <laughs> Comfortable with other dogs. I don't know if Sophia would be into it because after that night at Sarah and Stacy's, she was like, I don't know if I can ever go in their backyard again because she was so afraid. She's like, I can't believe we saw a bear. Like, I can't believe there was a bear in the same space <laughs> as us. What if you domesticated a bear and the bear just hangs out in your living room? What if you could cuddle with the bear? Oh. Yeah. And like sat up like the cat. He'll sit in your Barca lounger and watch TV with you. And, and you came home and you were like. It's too big. It's too big. It's so sad. Is it but though? We, we want to be able to put it under the seat and bring it down to LA with us. So I think we're, uh, I think we're out of luck there. He could just sit in the back. <laughs> he can sit in the back. I will say this. I have a, a little studio, which I'm in, that is not connected to the main house. And so sometimes at night, you know, I'll work out here. But I have like security cameras on the property. And sometimes before I like go back to the house at night, I'll like just quickly look at the main security camera and just make sure there's no like person lurking around or whatever. The bear, the bear 
does make me feel a little more nervous at night. And I do look for the bear now. I do look in the area where I imagine a bear could be. Well, I would say that's smart, yeah. personally. They're territorial. So if they if they found the goods at your property, they, they're the, going to come back. They said that bears have an incredible smell. And they basically, the bear people that um, take care of this neighborhood, they sort of scolded us. They said, look, you have bird feeders. The bear people? What's a bear? Like person? they like have to come out and deal with the bears and kill them if they're like harassing people or doing crazy things. Oh. They're like protecting no. the bears, right? Like they're basically like, if you jackasses didn't leave your garbage everywhere and That's put so your bird mean. feeders out during the summer months, like we told you not to, then you wouldn't have bears hanging out in your backyard and they're right that is what the bear came for and i've not seen the bear again since it took my um bird well, what about the birds you're not supposed to feed the birds <laughs> like then the birds are losing out they're on their own they'll be fine i mean they're just back to looking for bird things they'll be fine yeah you know what bird feeders actually are kind of selfish why because it's like you saying like come to me birds i want entertainment eat in my yard eat in front of me eat now that's joyful. I mean, the birds in my yard bring me joy. I'm so excited. And actually, Leisha, the the birds have come back. Such a menacing bird feeder. The birds are back. They don't care about the bird feeder. In fact, what they really love now is when I water my garden, they come and they play in the in the sprinkler. And it's the most adorable oh. thing. Yeah. It's the most adorable thing. It's been really exciting, though. I really like living up here. Apparently, my neighbors told me there's also seasons sometimes where the deer come and they're a menace and they eat everything, but I would be fucking thrilled if I saw a deer in my backyard. I would flip out. I would flip out. Well, we wish that we could be in Vancouver where you two are. People are shooting. They're shooting on our street this week. Are they really? Yes. You just are in a much more civilized country. It'd be so fun. You guys could be in a bubble. Leisha and, and I could be, could roommate. be roommates. We could come have movie night with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what I'd give to be we in Vancouver. We could go get haircuts together. Yes. There you go. You guys, thank you so much for doing this yeah. podcast with us. You don't understand. People are going to like flip their They're shit gonna when lose their shit. they see you two it's on it. It's a delight. Is there anything you want to promote on pants? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shirts. What? <laughs> no. I said, yeah, shirts. <laughs> but my dad humor was lost on everybody. <laughs> cool joke. Now, this was such a delight. It's so lovely to speak with you. And I love the podcast. And I'm so glad we get to be a part of it. Same. We're flattered that you both wanted to do it. That means the world yeah. to us. We love you both so yeah, much. for sure. Glad, glad to see you're doing well. We wish we were with you guys in the civilized country. We don't know how to close podcasts I out. I think you're gaslighting me, Leisha, because you know I have like a weird thing about I love you. But I'm going to say it. It's I'm sweating in full sweat. I forgot. I forgot. I love you guys too. See, it came out organically. Remember? Because you guys are such a, a loving group of people. I feel like for five years you've won. That's right. That's right. I like you a lot. I like you a lot. I know. No, I got over it. But remember we had the whole talk in Austin about it, me and you and Lizzie about like, I was like, I do love you guys. I totally remember. I have it too. Yeah. I just don't want to say it. You have it too? I have it too. I no, I have the same thing. Like I I find it really strange. We weren't told we were we weren't told we were loved enough. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't I strongly disagree. Maybe it's a divorced kid thing, but we were very afraid of taking up space. We would always sort of like hide big things like big emotions and big whatever and there's something about the free flow of I love you, especially in LA. I have so many friends in LA who are always like I love you and I'm like Bye. Like, and I just, it's so shocking to me <laughs> and it's, and it's just words and I don't know why, but like, we just, we saved it for special occasions like Easter when you just would get a card and a basket of eggs, you know, then you would say, I love you. Well, we can air this on a holiday if that makes it sound better. It would make it better. <laughs> yeah. But you guys can take up 
all the space you want in our lives. Always. Happy Easter, you guys. Love you. <laughs> I care about you guys a lot. <laughs> You're pretty okay. I like you. You're great. I like you. You're awesome. No, you guys are awesome. I do love you. I miss you guys. And I'm so glad you're doing this podcast so it feels like we're still hanging out. And thanks for having us on. Right. And one day we all yeah. will again soon. You got it. No, can't wait. I know. Go. To the future. To the future, To, to the future. To the future. Okay. Bye, okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Podcast. If you want us to keep going, hit that subscribe button. Pants. Follow us on Twitter and Insta at the Pants Pod. If you like us, leave a review on iTunes. We'll read every single one of them. Pants. You can email us at pantspodcast at yahoo.com. We'll try and answer a few questions every week. Pants. Rachel Shelley is our editor and producer in the UK. Theme song by Carolina Parra. Graphics by Love Fox. Pants. Pants.